Talking with Topher, episode 13. And please remember to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, turn on the alarms if you want to know when my next episode is, and tell all your friends. Word of mouth means everything to me. I appreciate it. If you enjoy it, tell somebody else you're enjoying it so that they can check it out as well. And today I'm going to get into another story that I have. Um, You know, they're always so... Well, they're just they're just stories that I have. I don't know if they're interesting or good, but it's what happened to me. And it's all because of drinking and everything else, which ties into everything that I like to talk about. Um, so back in about 2001, I had a uh, Ford Explorer that I uh, slid out, smashed into a snowbank. It turned out a rock was underneath it. And it folded my front tire, and now the insurance company is repairing this car. And I crashed it because I was drinking, of course. Um, now my dad's got to help me rent a vehicle. So this is mostly about this vehicle. My dad helps me rent a vehicle because I'm under the age of 25, so he had to put his name on it. He was basically renting it, and I was a secondary driver. So now I'm driving this vehicle. It's a brand new Pontiac Grand Am for the year. And I'm loving this thing. I feel like a big man in it. I can't afford it, and it's beautiful. And so I'm driving this thing, excuse me, everywhere. And I go to the liquor store, and I pick up uh, like a fifth of vodka. And I went to grocery store and picked up a gallon of orange juice. And I'm drinking the orange juice, trying to get a quarter of it out. And then I fill up that quarter with vodka and I start drinking on that and I'm driving this thing around and I'm going around town. I'm picking up uh, some girls I know. And so I pick up three girls and now we are driving around Derry um, just putting this vodka, this uh, screwdriver back and... It's, it's getting dark, and it was also still winter, so it was getting dark early, and I hit, um, we're driving down a road, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't hit anything, we're driving down the road, and someone says, hey, we need to go somewhere, and I go, okay, and I go to turn around, well, problem is, I make the turn too wide, I punch the gas, put myself over the snowbank and into the snow. So now the car is stuck. So I got somebody pushing the front of me, someone pushing the back. We're trying to rock this thing out of the snow. Drive, go, drive, drive, reverse, drive, reverse. And I blow up the transmission. I think I remember opening my door, stepping on the gas, and just watching all this black shit go all over the snow or was it no it couldn't have been black it was tranny fluid so it was red it was red that's right and so now i'm upset i'm yelling and screaming um half in the bag uh proceed to get out of the vehicle start kicking doors yelling at this thing i smash the taillight with my fist cutting open my pinky finger I get back in the car because I can't believe I can't get this thing out. 
I'm still trying to put it in drive and reverse. I'm spinning the wheel left and right. There's blood spraying all over the interior of this thing. And finally I realize that it's not going anywhere. There's nothing I can do about it. So all four of us get out of the car. We're sitting in the street. Um, I'm the only one of age to drink. And now... Uh, I finished off the orange juice, chucked that fucking bottle, I'm grabbing the vodka, I'm just straight drinking that, and I finally have this idea that I'm just going to walk to my parents' house. What is the point of standing out in the snow when it's probably a 10-15 minute walk to my parents' house? So one of the girls decides she'll come with me, the other two are like, well, we'll stay here with the car in case, you know, anybody shows up. I don't, I don't understand that. Still to this day, we should have all just left the vehicle and probably would have turned out a better story. So as we're standing there making these decisions, someone pulls up in a car and they ask if we need help. We said, no, we're all set. Uh, just going to walk back to my parents' house. No big deal. Thank you very much. Well, they must have been a very uh, concerned citizen because... Uh, probably about 10 minutes later, nah, not a, no, 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 not 10 minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe five minutes, because I had to get down to the end of the street, that, that would take a couple minutes, so I'm all the way down at the other end of the street now, I, I, I got the car stuck in the middle of the street, but I'm still off to the side, the, both lanes are open, and another set of headlights comes down, and I see them, and I ignore them. We continue walking to my parents' house. All of a sudden, we see blue lights, and I'm like, nah. I don't know if I stopped or not. I don't think I did. I was like, let's just keep walking. Let's try to get away from this. Um, she has the keys anyway, so they'll probably think she was driving. It'll be fine. And that's my fucking drunken mind. No, that was a great idea, right? So we continue walking and then blue lights get closer to us. So a second car shows up and the cop gets out, stops us, asks us what we're doing. I say I'm walking to my parents' house. You know, it's about 10 minutes down the road now. And I'm just going to go and get my mom and take everybody home. And we're going to take care of the car uh, later. It's stuck and I can't get it out. So I'm going to have to do it in the morning. And the cop's like, "Are you? have you been drinking? And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as, as, soon as we figured out we couldn't get the car, uh, you know, I was planning on drinking at my house anyways, but we were stuck and we were all trying to figure out what we were going to do, so I just started drinking. And he's like, well, car's in your name and you've been drinking, so I'm arresting you for a DUI. And I go, how can you do this? How can you arrest me for a DUI when I have no keys and I'm not driving? I'm, I'm literally over 150 feet away from that car. I'm not driving at this physical moment. So how are you arresting me for a DUI? You can, like, I didn't have an argument too much, but now I, I, I would think about it. And I'm like, well, the most he had me on was public intoxication. Um, but that's okay. He says, nope, you're under arrest, second DUI, I start flipping my shit, I'm freaking out, I'm screaming, 
like yelling at him. He grabs me by the wrist. He's trying to uh, uh, put handcuffs on me. He gets handcuffs, uh, a handcuff on my wrist that he's holding, trying to get my hand around my back. I am trying to make sure he's not getting his my hand around my back. And then all of a sudden, I feel another hand or a set of hands on my right wrist. And now I'm getting pulled in either direction because I'm kind of fighting both of them. And then uh, as I'm struggling with these two, a third cop comes up behind me and smacks me in the head with a billy club. Smashing my face onto the ground. Um, And... Then they finally, you know, get my hands together, cuff them up, and then stuff me in the car. So, I don't remember what happened with the three girls. I I don't know how they got home. I don't remember any of that. I barely remember getting home that day. Um, The last thing I really remember is getting put into the cop car. From there, it's kind of foggy. But I know that uh, my dad had to come and get me. I'm pretty sure it was daylight out when he got me. So I think I spent the night, like I said, a little foggy. So now I am uh, looking at a court date. I go home and I'm talking to my parents. And they probably suggested this more than I did, but I think they were like, you need to move out, you need to find your own place, if you're going to act this way, if you're going to be this way, you can't live here, and the only thing I wanted to do was keep doing what I was doing, so I guess that's when I talked to my friend, uh, and he was like, I got a place for you, it's in Londonderry, uh, I think this guy's a cousin or something to this guy, and he's like, yeah, you can stay here, he's got a room, and I was like, okay, let's do it, so now I have smashed and beat the fuck out of this Pontiac Grandam, it is destroyed, absolutely destroyed, when I went back to the yard, or the auto body shop with my dad to uh, go and see this thing, it was awful. I mean, the taillights were smashed. The doors were kicked in. Uh, there was blood all over the mirror, the uh, windshield, the steering wheel, the seat. I, I literally sprayed my blood all over that car. It was awful to see and just so sad. And so I, I get whatever I needed to out of the car uh, and... And we leave the car, and then uh, I think like probably within a week or so, uh, I got my Ford back. It had been repaired. Everything was done. I had to be driven around by people. Obviously, couldn't get a rental car anymore. Um, This actually uh, still affected my dad in 2007, I think. Him and my mom were trying to go on a vacation or something they were doing something they lived in florida and my dad had to rent a car for something and when he went oh no no i apologize no him 
They were going to the Grand Canyon. That's what it was. So my dad is going to the Grand Canyon. He wanted to rent a car. <laughs> and they wouldn't rent him a car because of that. Because of me smashing and destroying that brand new vehicle on them, I think in less than a week after I had it, they wouldn't let my dad rent a car in 2007. I think my aunt had to rent the car for him. Um, so he ended up getting it cleared up, but that goes to show you how long that lingers. So I believe this happened in 2001, 2002, and then six, seven years later, my dad still can't get a fucking vehicle, and he had to go through a whole bunch of shit to actually get it cleared up. So that now he can rent a vehicle. But it took like a year for him to clear his name. It was crazy. So I, I learned that if you your parents do stuff for you, be careful. Because it you know they're doing it for you, but it's going to cost them um, always. So yeah, so I smash this thing. I get arrested. They charge me with a DUI second. And then I'm waiting for the court case. I move into the apartment in Londonderry. As I'm doing this, I am driving without a license because they have pulled my license for not taking a breathalyzer. They have probably pulled my license for some speeding violation at the same time. It was probably back to back because I think I lost my license for like two years after this. And... So now my license is gone. I'm driving the Ford without my license. Uh, and then I finally get a job. I, I, I'm looking for a job. Uh, I get it at FireEye. And then um, a week after I get that job, my court case comes up. Court case, I think I've got it in the bag because there's no way in hell you can get me on a DUI second. If I'm nowhere near the car and I don't have keys. I don't understand how that works, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. So I go in there and I'm not thinking about the resisting arrest. I'm not thinking about any of that shit. I'm just like, you don't have me on a DUI second. Call me up. We go over a few details. And then they say, okay, you're guilty for resisting arrest. Um, you're not guilty on DUI second, but for resisting arrest... You're going to do 30 days. And I'm not sure. You might have to look this up. But I think one of the things that goes along with the DUI second is jail time. So they were like, ah, fuck you. You didn't, you didn't get the DUI, but you're getting the jail time. And so I did 30 days in there. And while I was in there, a lot of shit went down. And I wound back up, back with my parents after I got out of jail. And again, they were like, you need to figure your shit out or you can't stay here. And I was also trying to uh, put things back together uh, with my ex at the time. And so she said, fine, bring your truck here because I needed a place to store my truck. And she allowed me to move back in and... That's how that went down. And I worked on that Ford for two years. And uh, then the brake line gave out. So, hooray for Ford. Um, but yeah, 
So that's that's how that went down. That's how I wound up living in Londonderry, and that's how I wound up doing 30 days and not getting a DUI second. Is some crazy shit. And I'm pretty sure all my encounters with the cops in the past have been negative ones because uh, I was probably never a very positive person when they showed up. And I was probably always under the influence of something and always gave an attitude and, you know, fuck the cops type of situation. Um, but if you've ever been in a situation where you actually needed to call them, um, and if you've actually had a good encounter with cops, because I have um, since then, um, I think that, you know, getting rid of the cops is a bad idea. Um, I agree that they shouldn't have military tanks and uh, shit like that. But when we say we're going to defund them, um, I think maybe we should think about getting them more training and helping them deal with these type of situations um, because we don't want anybody uh, dying at the hands of the cops. But at the same time, I feel like they have to do things a certain way when the person reacts a certain way. And where in my predicament, I was resisting arrest, I was showing violent outrage and yelling, and I believe that what they did was the right thing. New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at Seabrook, New Hampshire, 180 Lafayette Road, in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. Give us a call, 603-814-4171. And we are one of the few vape shops actually allowing people inside, provided you wear a mask. So come on down and come on in and check us out. If you're watching the video, I have taken a video of the entire inside of the shop showing you all of our products. And as you can see, and if you can't, I'm just going to tell you about it. We got over 150 different flavors of disposables. My juice line keeps growing. I've got more and more menthol being added. My salt nick uh, case is just bursting with juice. I've got it on the top. I've got it everywhere. If I could stack juice on top of juice, I would. So come on down. New Hampshire Vape Gallery, Seabrook, New Hampshire, 180 Lafayette Road, in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. And always feel free to give us a call seven days a week. 10.30 to 8 p.m., 603-814-4171. Can't wait to see you. NaturalBossNH.com You want to know why you need to go here? You need to go here because they have a product that you need every day. That's right. Hand sanitizer. You need it every day now. You got to have it when you get out of the store. You got to have it when you go into the store. You got to have it at the gas station. You got to have it after you handle money. So why not get a great product that is going to work great for you? It keeps your hands silky smooth. It doesn't allow the stickiness of the steering wheel. This hand sanitizer is great and I use it all the time. I love this stuff. I like the way it smells. I like the way it makes my skin feel. And you too can get yours at N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. That's NaturalBossNH.com. Go there. Get your hand sanitizer. 
kill that corona. I'm going to talk a little bit about... Um, it's going to sound a little bit like an ad. It's not an ad. Um, you know, I, as you know, or if you don't, I run a vape shop. I am uh, the store manager of New Hampshire Vape Gallery. And I just wanted to discuss vaping a little bit. Um, if you're in the vaping industry or you vape yourself, um, you you might have a gist of what's going on out there with the uh, flavor bans and stuff like that. So I highly disagree with a flavor ban. First off, if there's any flavor ban thing that we sign up, we sign we try to sign up for them all. Um, you know, always. Uh, trying to make sure that flavors stay uh, in vaping uh, because you can't, it's so weird. They try to compare vaping to smoking and it's nothing like it. Um, it's not just water vapor. It is chemicals. It is not healthy for you. I will be very honest. It is not healthy for you. But if you are a cigarette smoker, and I'm not talking about non-smokers. I'm talking about people who are smoking. It is healthier than smoking cigarettes. If you are a non-smoker, there is absolutely no reason for you to be vaping or smoking. Don't start either. They're both absolutely horrible for you. But... If you are a cigarette smoker, vaping can be very, very good. Now, I know there's been a lot of crap out there in the past with popcorn lung and all this other shit. I don't have any of the information in front of me. I'm just winging this. This is just something I really want to get out there. Um, there's all kinds of shit that is, that is going to kill us. Coronavirus, smoking, vaping eating the wrong types of food that don't agree with you can hurt you. It, everything in this world can kill you. And I understand that. But vaping is a lot healthier than smoking cigarettes. And I think that's the message that gets lost in all this vaping bullshit. Because of all the teenagers who are grabbing jewels and vaping on them and uh, when there was no age limit on this stuff, everybody was buying it. It was in a bunch of stores seven, eight years ago. There was no age limit on this, which blows my mind that there was actually no age limit. So when vaping first came to America, you could be 12 years old and pick it up and buy it. So, first off, why would that have ever happened? I don't understand how that happened, but it did. So, there's no age limit in the beginning on vaping. So, now people are getting into it. Of course, it started out with mechanical mods, um, you know, which had the removable batteries. You had to build your own decks, build your own coils. You had to put all this shit together, and then people were blowing uh, their hands up uh, because no one understood Ohm Law. And if you don't know what Ohm Law is, Ohm Law uh, allows you to figure out what your homage is, 
And if you vape, the, the ohm is, you know, the 0.16 ohm coil. Well, that ohm, you would actually have to figure out what your ohm was back in the day. So if you took a piece of straight metal and then spun it up into a little tiny coil and you put it on a deck, you would have to figure out what the ohmage was of that to verify whether or not the battery was capable of firing that coil. And if the coil was built too low, then you could literally blow that device up because it would be pushing so much power from the battery that it would just blow up. I mean, you can only stress out an, uh, 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 a, a lithium battery so much before the inside pack on the inside of that battery bursts. And once it bursts, it causes a chain reaction within the battery, causing it to expand. And since it's in a small little casing, that can blow up. Well, guess what? When that's in a metal casing and that reaction is happening, you now have a pipe bomb in your hand. So people were blowing themselves up with these things. They were unregulated mods. This is what kind of started the age thing, I believe. And so you got people blowing their lips off. And there were some mishaps with some products out there. I, I do think they're like, I don't know, I don't want to say names, but there was a couple actual known devices that had some issues and they blew up as well. But for the most part, the mods that were blowing up and the accidents that were happening were from people mishandling these devices. They were building their coils too low. They were stressing their batteries. They were putting loose batteries in their pockets with keys. Super, super dangerous. You never put any loose batteries in your pocket, ever. Um, so that stuff was happening. It was catching people's pants on fire. It was doing all kinds of shit. Now, there were a couple incident, instance, ah, instances where the device uh, button on a regulated mod was continuously pressed, which caused the tank to continuously fire, which then, after a certain point, would cause the batteries to malfunction. And there was a few of those as well, but it was caused because they didn't have a backing on their device. So a coin or something got into it and it caused that issue. Um, so a lot of these things that I read up on were all user error. There was barely anything with a manufacturing defect or an overcharging thing. Um, there was so minimal amount of those happening and it was mostly just people screwing up. So you go from no age limit to, I think they finally did 18 on it. And now, okay, so now it's 18 plus. So now convenience stores pick it up. Goes into the convenience store. Now it can be seen by everybody. And I don't have anything against convenience stores or gas stations. But when you have a product that... You're trying to 
regulate and only disperse to a certain group, age group, sorry, um, then certain things need to be taken care of. Now, I understand convenience stores have cigarettes and they have um, uh, alcohol. They've had those things forever. But now they have a product where they didn't have to card. Now they do have to card. And so they're in a predicament where they've got a lot of customers that the day before they could sell and today they can't. So some people would bend the situation and still continuously sell to the underage. And now and then you run into the jewel situation. So now the jewels are these pre-filled pods and it's a small slim device looks like a USB uh, device and, or pen drive and so now all the 18 year olds are vaping on this it's a new device it's super tiny the jewel lots of nicotine packs a punch we were actually selling those to help people get off of cigarettes because the high nicotine content does help people get off of cigarettes easier the long term the, the goal for me was not to get people to vape just to vape. It was to get off of cigarettes, which is what I have done for myself. It's been over seven years since I've had a cigarette. I still vape every day. I just really, really enjoy it. I don't know the smoking, the habit, the whole thing. I just, I've always enjoyed it, but I knew the cigarettes had to go. So from my personal experience, my health has gotten tremendously better breathing wise my capabilities of doing things i've been running for nine weeks now and the only problem i had was getting my cardio to a point where i can actually run but i had no trouble doing that because i'm vaping um but where my lungs have already been damaged from smoking i believe this is just less damage being done to me so now you got 18 year olds buying jewel they are buying jewel for their friends in high school and now it's going through the school system and so they see that the kids are going towards the flavored pods and the flavored pods are doing extremely well right now. I'm sure they were doing well back then. Um, and I don't really remember a flavor ban too much before they banned the pods. I think it was right around the same time. Um, they were thinking about doing flavor bans. Uh, they would all always fail. Um, a lot of them failed. We had to sign a lot of petitions. Just a lot of stuff that people had to do in order to make them um, not do the flavor ban. But with this jewel thing, it was easier for them to push that point. And uh, once again, attack vaping, um, I feel, in defense of big tobacco. And I saw a couple issues with this because one, I got off of cigarettes because of the fact that I enjoyed the flavors so the flavors were super important to me 
I don't like regular tobacco vape. I think that's one of the great things about vaping is that you can get yourself so far away from that tobacco flavor that it'll hopefully keep you from going back to cigarettes, period. Because now cigarettes don't taste like cotton candy and blue razzleberry pomegranate. So because of that, I believe that the problem was putting this stuff in a convenience store. And I was like, I I just don't think it should be there. Because I don't feel like they know how to handle the situation. Because how are there so many underage people getting um, the jewels if you're carding? Well, it's because a lot of the stores were told to start IDing. And they still weren't. And I know of a few shops that were still doing it could possibly still be doing it today and you know we we i card everybody that walks into my store as soon as you mention pods and disposables it's over i'm just asking and i've always said that i felt like it was something that like if there, if it has to be this thing that needs to be controlled and it needs to be out of uh, the kids' hands, which I think it does. Then let's just make the age 21 because then you can guarantee that it hopefully won't trickle back into the high schools because now you're talking college students. Most college students are not hanging out on high school campuses. So, at least I hope not. Um so I've always thought that the age should be 21 anyways. And then I was like, well, if we're going to have this issue, then why don't we just take it out of convenience stores? Put it into the vape shop's hands. You put it into establishments that you're not allowed to be in unless you're a specific age. Where if you're 18, 12, 16 doesn't matter what age you are if you go into a gas station. doesn't matter what age you are if you go into a... Well, the gas station is the convenience store. If you go into a store. So if they wanted this to be so controlled, why is it that we couldn't just do the age limit and then be like, okay, this stuff can only be carried at vape shops. And that's it. Nobody else is allowed to carry this in store. But instead, what they keep doing is, is they keep doing these bans on everything which is so crazy to me that they are going to ban something that actually could potentially help somebody in the long run because like I said the goal is to get off of cigarettes then you can walk yourself off of nicotine but because of all these uh, because of all the underage sales and all the kids getting caught in school with the jewels they decide to put a ban on pre-filled flavored pods which is the ban that went into effect now the way it was originally written up was it was supposed to be a ban on just like a disposable so a pre-filled device and pre-filled pods when the bill went through it only went through as pre-filled pods so now disposables are the big thing and 
There are still people today, like Massachusetts now, they banned all menthol juice, so vaping. They banned all menthol cigarettes. They banned all flavors for juices. And they banned all flavored and menthol pods. So the only thing you can get in Massachusetts now is a pack of cigarettes, regular, any brand, tobacco e-juice, and tobacco pre-filled pods. And I just think that's absolutely insane unless they're going to be the very first state to completely ban smoking altogether. And I've talked to a few people and they think that's where that's going. That they could be the very first state to ban all smoking, period. And, I mean, I get it. I just said in the beginning of this, it is unhealthy to do either. But at the same time, you imagine that? I think it's crazy. So, now uh, the ban for New Hampshire is different. Uh, we were just pre-filled pods. That's how they wrote it up. They are revising that in September. They are going to be revising that to have it state that it does say, that it will say, pre-filled devices and pre-filled pods. So disposables could be going out. I just, I find this to be super frustrating from my end because, yes, where the younger, everybody under the age of, um, everybody over the age of 19, sorry, is not allowed in my store anyways. So I know that I'm selling to people 19 and, and, and over. That's New Hampshire state law. Federal law, I believe, is 21 as of right now. But because New Hampshire was putting in the 19 plus law at the same time that they did 21 plus federally, we're waiting for the state to tell us that we have to go to 21. Because when we talk to them, they said, no, you you can follow New Hampshire state law and you can put your age at 19. But most corporations and bigger companies are now 21 in the area. So it's kind of confusing. But we're just following New Hampshire state law, state law until they tell us differently. So when they tell us differently, we'll all be 21 across the board, which is great. Now the stuff is still being sold in convenience stores, but at least now you have to be 21 and it, I think it's going to help keep it away from colleges somewhat. Probably not, but I'm hopeful. But as for the flavor ban, I think it's absolutely crazy to get rid of something that's working for so many people to help them get off of cigarettes, including myself. And the disposables are definitely going to be attacked. And we will see what, we will see what happens in September. But I've just... I think that this is crazy. They finally figured out. I've been vaping now for six or seven years. And they finally figured out how to put basically a pack of cigarettes, equivalent to a pack of cigarettes, into a little tiny vape and distribute that so that you only have to buy that one. And if you were a pack-a-day smoker, you're about a disposable-a-day smoker now. And it's roughly the same price. So I think that these things are really great for helping people get off of cigarettes. And it seems like 
Aww. But as I was saying, we are looking at another thing with this um, the bill coming up in September. And we're waiting to see if they're going to add in disposables because that will eliminate disposables as well. Uh, which is going to be very sad un- considering the fact that we finally figured out how to put a pack of cigarettes and make it easy for somebody to get off of cigarettes and not have to buy a device and change pods and charge it and do all of these things that you have to do um, when you're vaping. Um, you know, I've, I've always said that vaping is not like cigarettes because of the fact that there's just so much involved. And of course, the vapor is completely different. Have there been problems over the years with the stuff? Absolutely. There's always problems with products we don't know or understand and we're figuring them out. There is going to be many more problems with vaping, I'm sure. But I feel like they're less than cigarettes. And we know what cigarettes are doing to us. And if we have an idea, if we know what cigarettes are doing to us, then we kind of have an idea of what vaping is doing to us. It's definitely going to be less dangerous than cigarettes. I mean, that's just the way I see it. I, I feel it. I I am a walking example of vaping for over seven years, and now I'm running, and I've been doing jujitsu for five years, and everything just keeps getting better. And the only thing not bothering me anymore is my breathing, where my breathing was horrible when I was smoking cigarettes. It was bad, and now it's great. So, you know, besides not being able to breathe through the nose. But other than that, it's absolutely wonderful. So I'm definitely waiting to see what they say in September. Um, I felt like I needed to put this out there. I keep saying and advertising for the vape gallery. And I, I say how I'm a store manager of a vape, but I don't talk vape at all. And I felt like this was something that needed to be said because we need to stop the bans on this stuff. If they want their money, then I say, just tax it, take your ma- take your money, and let's move on from this. Stop banning it and causing people to move back to cigarettes so that you guys can keep collecting on every end. If you want to collect on the vaping end, then just tax the shit out of it and let us vape. If you're that worried about the kids getting their hands on it, then put it in vape stores only, 21 plus, no exceptions. I will tell you this from firsthand experience. There will not be one person in my store under the age of 21 ever. There's nobody in my store under the age of 19 as of now. And I only hesitate on that because they do come in, but then I have to kick them out. That's it. It's super simple. They can't get their hands on it if I'm not selling it to them. Now, if their friends buy it or their parents buy it for them, well, then that's shame on the friends and shame on the parents. I can't control that scenario just like the convenience stores and everybody else can't control that. But we can control who we uh, who we have in our store. And if the age limit is... 19, then there's nobody under 19 in my store. And if the age limit goes to 21, then there will be nobody under 21 in my store. And I just say, go ahead and tax it. Because I would rather have you tax the shit out of it and make some money off of it than to ban the flavors and completely destroy the vaping industry and push people back into cigarettes 
so that you can collect your damn tax money and your hospital money after you kill them. Now, I'm not saying vaping is not going to kill anybody because it probably will. But what I am saying is, is if you start vaping and you get off of cigarettes, the, the next step is to get off of vaping. It is not to stay vaping forever like I'm doing. You don't have to. That's the greatest part of all of this is that if you can get off the cigarettes, you can get off the nicotine, you can get away from it all. And that is my goal while I'm in my store. If you come in as a first vapor, I'm going to walk you through all of that. So, like I said, this was going to kind of sound like an ad, but it's not. I'm just throwing my ideas out there because I feel like there's something else that can be done to save the vaping industry from getting killed off by banning all of our flavors. And again, thank you very much for listening. Remember to subscribe, hit the alarms, hit the like buttons, tell your friends, and I'll talk to you later.